Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today we are speaking with Brandon Cornuck, Vice President of Startup Services, and Alex Simon, Director of Startup Services at the Manufacturing Advocacy and Growth Network, otherwise known as Magnet in Cleveland, Ohio. Brandon leads the organization's efforts to help innovators turn manufactured product ideas into viable businesses. He specializes in strategy development, business model design, and lean innovation. He also teaches MBA students as an adjunct professor of design and innovation at Case Western's Weatherhead School of Management. Brandon's career includes time as director of digital strategy and innovation at American Greetings, as well as co-founder of his own consumer products company, Joyce Labs. He directed Target's consumer TV sales strategy and was an IT strategy consultant with Hitachi's global consulting team. He received his MBA at Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. Before serving as Director of Startup Services at Magnet, Alex served as a Ventures Associate at the Plug and Play Tech Center in Cleveland. He worked as a Retail Transformation Strategy Analyst at KeyBank and Senior Business Analyst at Capital One. He earned his MBA at Case Western's Weatherhead School of Management and his Bachelor's Degree in Operations Management at Ohio State. Brandon, welcome back and Alec, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Some of our listeners may not make the connection between manufacturing and entrepreneurship, uh, whether creating new products at new firms or the entrepreneurship that occurs at existing firms. What role does Magnet's Iterator play to help companies develop, test, and build products? So when we first developed the, the Iterator um, about three years ago, it was really uh, focused on helping this whole process of turning a physical product idea into a business. And, and it was specifically around physical products for two reasons. One, Magnet has all these engineering resources and, and expertise and capabilities uh, to help folks build, manufacture, and, and, and grow manufacturing firms. Um, but we also saw a gap in the market. We, we understood that there weren't a lot of places to, to answer the question you just asked, which is, what do, we, what do you really do with this uh, with this entrepreneurial effort that that create or that requires making something physical? Um, the iterator steps in to help people understand what we call their critical assumptions, the guesses that they're making um, along their journey, especially when it comes to physical products, are really important to isolate and attack right away. Because if you if you're wrong about some of the guesses you're making, um, you could be in real trouble. We focus on what we call our value proposition, which is basically a, several pieces of a puzzle uh, that include things like who's your customer and what problem you're solving for them, um, what's your unique solution and what kind of assets are you bringing to that, that equation. And then we, we help them do a few simple things. We help them listen to customers, we help them build their product, we help them organize themselves into a, a viable entity, and we help them um, go out and sell their product. And, and if you do those four things early on with physical products, we believe, uh, can make some real traction. Uh, I interviewed some of the the earlier clients, uh, I think it was two and a half years ago. So uh, at this point, what types and how many clients have you helped? You know, um, we've helped clients from across the physical product spectrum, even way off into the sort of software that helps physical product manufacturing come to life. Um, we've helped folks do everything from um, as I mentioned, build software and, and hardware that help um, monitor 
machines in a, in a, on a factory floor to, and, and feedback uh, IoT or, um, or Internet of Things uh, related data. We've helped folks build um, uh, solar cell racking systems uh, that make solar installations far more efficient. We've helped people uh, develop new batteries uh, using new chemical techniques. Um, we're, we're currently helping someone uh, develop a product that will actually help um, investigators and other folks um, find dead bodies. Um, so you, you name it, we've, we've, uh, we've got across the spectrum to help um, a whole lot of, of folks uh, and different types of um, industries and verticals. Oh, you're going to put some canine dogs out of uh, business then with that last one. I, <laughs> what do you think, Alec? You gonna put some dogs uh, out of business? Unfortunately, I think we might do that, um, but you know, maybe we can adopt some of those dogs, make them pets instead. Um, you're using Lean to guide the startup process. Uh, how does that resolve issues companies may have in developing products? I mean, what type of efficiencies have you been able to create? So it helps innovators. The, the Lean process helps innovators avoid big mistakes early on and build products that customers really want, and the market really desires. So by using lean innovation in these cycles, these iterative build, measure, learn cycles, we're able to identify and test these critical assumptions really early on in the process to avoid big mistakes by you know, making sure we're designing for the right customer and that we're solving a real problem and that the, the product that we're creating actually solves that problem for, for the target customer we're able to learn that early on and avoid the big mistakes of creating a manufactured product or a whole marketing campaign centered around a product that may not actually have product market fit. Uh, Brandon, what services have been added since I last spoke with you uh, two, two and a half years ago? Yeah, great question. So, you know, early on in the effort, we were there to help folks think through strategically in some of these questions and, and really we're learning ourselves what, what works best in a, in a manufactured um, environment. And we have further integrated, first of all, with our engineering team. So they are um, far more involved early on in the process um, with just about every, every customer we bring on, which is, which is really exciting and brings a lot of uh, muscle to the conversation. Um, we've also added a lot more partnerships. We have a wonderful partnership with Bounce and Akron. Uh, we work hand in hand with ThinkBox at Case Western uh, Reserve University. We are um, also working with partners who are really sort of expert service providers across the ecosystem. For example, we have partners um, who help us with intellectual property questions. Uh, and everything from, you know, is, is there someone out there who also owns this idea or got there first to how do I patent this thing? Um, as well as service providers who are help, have helped us execute uh, lean marketing campaigns uh, or any number of other activities that, that a marketer might use. Internally, we've also added some capabilities around um, financial modeling and what it might mean to, to get, you know, if, as you organize, you wanna organize around your financial, uh, the financial equation as well. Um, and we've started to add a lot more entrepreneurial um, uh, capabilities to our team. Recently brought over someone from American Greetings who has an expertise in, um, in future thinking and in innovation within existing companies. And, and that, uh, that entrepreneurial um, angle has really added uh, another dimension for our, uh, for our program. Well, that's great. 
Uh, so let's let's talk about Inspire. Um, what were your goals in starting this pitch challenge, and and what have been the outcomes so far with the program? So let me talk about the the, the history of it, and then I'll I'll pass it to Alec to to really dive into that. that originally, Inspire um, was was meant to stand in as another um, pitch competition, if you will, or 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 um, road to resources uh, for for local entrepreneurs um, who were specifically physical product uh, companies, and that was very much in line with our original strategy. But Alec and team have have taken it uh, into a, a new, into a new direction that that really is focused more on. Um, connecting the right resources to the right entrepreneur, not just awarding for second and third. And that's, that's really exciting. Yeah. Adding on to what Brandon said there, our goal is really to identify the needs of the startups that apply for Mspire and match them with the appropriate prize. So for folks that need engineering support, matching them with that engineering support for folks where cash would go a long way, trying to enable that for folks that could use a digital marketing assessment, bringing digital marketers to the table to help with that. And then filling in the gaps with strategy help to make sure that everyone that applies or everyone that applies for Mspire gets some sort of actionable feedback that can help them move forward. And for the finalists and for, for the winners, they can really have an intensive strategy sessions over the course of a few months to help them move their product forward. This year is completely virtual. So what has changed about Inspire for this year and what has remained? So most of Mspire will remain as it always has. The application process is very much the same. The, the judging criteria is very much the same. The big difference is that the final pitches will be virtual. We're going to try our best to replicate what it would feel like to be in person. We found a lot of value of being in person and judges connecting with each other and applicants connecting with each other and applicants and judges connecting. So we wanna try and replicate that virtually and we're working the best to do that. The biggest change is that we just won't be able to physically all be in the same room and make those organic connections. And how does a company apply for, uh, for Mspire? Sure, a company can go to mspire.org, that's M-S-P-I-R-E.org and there's a short about 10 minute application on the website where we ask questions about who your customer is, what problem you're solving, what your unique solution is, who's on your team, what evidence you gathered uh, throughout your process, and really what you think you need to help move yourself forward. All right, and what is the judging criteria? Who ends up uh, as finalists? And I mean, what, what is the criteria that's, that's used for that? We have a holistic, we take a holistic view at the companies that apply. So we try and take a look at, are they solving a meaningful problem for a customer? Do they have any evidence that this is a meaningful problem or that their solution solves the problem? And if they don't have evidence yet, because some companies don't, they're earlier stages, do they have a pathway to go and gather that or a willingness to go and gather that? And then we try and look at, do we have the ability to help them reach some sort of milestone? Do, are we able to, are the prizes that we have available able to help support them and help move them forward. And then once we are able to go from sort of the big application pool down to sort of uh, eight finalists, we'll have a number of different judges from outside of Magnet in the room. So from a lot of our partner organizations uh, that bring a lot of different types of expertise to the table, 
will be in the room to help assign those prizes and give feedback and make connections for the startups that are in the room. All right. So it looks, sounds a lot like a cooperative competition. Yeah, we try and we, we, we struggled with the word competition because you're right. It is, you know, our goal is to help support everybody. Um, but we keep coming back to that word for some reason. Yeah, I, I usually use the, the term collaboration. I like that. We, we might have to steal that from you. Yeah, nailed it. That's, that's, that's going to fix everything. Of course. Uh, so, um, so what separates a successful pitch from the rest of the pack from, from your experience? I think it's the ability to tell a clear story, to be able to sort of lay out, here's my customer, here is their problem, here is my unique solution to the problem, and here's why I'm uniquely qualified to be the one to bring it to market. We've seen a lot of pitches both at Mspire and outside of Mspire where entrepreneurs focus really heavily on their solution, which makes a lot of sense because they've created this solution and they want to talk about it and they love it. But it's, it's hard to contextualize that when you don't really emphasize this is who it's for, this is why there's a problem out here, so this is why it matters. Here's why solving that problem matters. So really being able to tell that full story in some sort of you know, compelling narrative is what really you know, allows some pitches to rise to the top. Uh, I think you've already talked about what the grand prizes are for the winning pitches, but is there any, are there any other benefits that the, the, the winning companies uh, receive beyond the services that are part of that? Yeah, so we've got $30,000 of engineering services through Magnet that we're going to offer, as well as $10,000 of cash to a minority entrepreneur within the city of Cleveland. Um, we also have a digital marketing assessment from Tenlo, one of our partners in the area that, that is an expert in this particular field. And then anywhere from three to six months of sort of working with the iterator team, where we'll have weekly meetings to help flush out your value proposition, help you listen to customers, help you build financial models and competitor analysis and conduct IP landscape assessments and flush out your pitch deck so that we're not just helping you build something, but we're there with you along the way to help support you throughout that journey. The other really valuable part, both for the winners, but also for the other applicants, is just the feedback from judges. In the past, we've had judges that are in the room and say, oh, I, I know someone that does that. Let me connect you to them. Or, oh, have you thought about this particular market? If so, like, let's, let's talk about how you might be able to do so the feedback from the judges, we found to be incredibly valuable for these companies. And while we, we stress and we think that the engineering and the cash and the marketing assessments and our work is really important, so is getting this feedback from judges. And one quick question. This is geared toward the Northeast Ohio region, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So the, the company will have to have a presence in, in, that, in the region? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. For clarification purposes. So um, what is next for the iterator? So we're going to continue to support startups as we always have. We're going to continue to help them, you know, listen to customers, build products, organize their resources, and, and really go out and try and sell. But we're also, you know, as Brandon mentioned earlier, starting to work on entrepreneurial efforts and helping spur innovation within manufacturers and in other companies. And we're also working to, to connect more so manufacturers with startups. Uh, we think there's a lot of value to be gained from manufacturers and startups working together. And, and we're hoping to really help bridge that gap over the next year. It's a really exciting time to be a manufacturer in Ohio. And 
I think, just given where what we've learned um, in, in the recent months about how quickly we can change supply chains uh, and point them towards new products, um, we believe that the iterator is really well poised to help people think through those rapid iterations uh, and, and take us into what is a future full of technology and new inside and new and exciting products. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, thank you so much, Brandon and Alec for coming on the show. Thank you. For Absolutely. Having us. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>